I'm Neil Wilkins, and welcome to The Mindful Living Show. Uh, so within our, um, uh, within our organisation, we have a, a group uh, for LGBTQ+, and for um, BAME, and all this kind of stuff, all these groups. Um, and in the most recent session, uh, which I was in, we uh, ended up discussing, what was it, uh, times of which we feel we've been... Um, uh, oh, I can't quite remember off the top of my head, but basically it was times where, you know, we feel like we'd been sort of called out, you know, as LGBTQ plus people um, or made to feel uncomfortable in any way, you know, just to identify if there are any actual pain points. And I was pretty convinced, I think, that, uh, you know, given that we are quite a nice culture and I've never felt, you know, majority, and I mean like 99.9% of the time, pretty, you know, um, pretty comfortable where I am working here. Um uh, whether there are any sort of pain points where, you know, yeah, and, and I thought that this would, uh, uh, you know, there's probably going to be nothing. We're all pretty happy here. You know, there might be a few things, but it's not going to be too dramatic. And then there were some real skeletons in the closet, it, it seemed, from like some experiences some people had had, which I thought was quite interesting. Um, we had a chat, we have a trans woman on, a, on the, in this group who uh, uh, told us she was at a social function and was referred to, you know, she wasn't too sure if it was malicious or not, but as the trans man. And then I started to, you know, I mean, that's obviously horrible um, to be misgendered and sort of misrepresented in that way. Um, and also, yeah, I, I'll get onto that the rest in a minute. But, um, and then I started recounting a couple of moments where I'd felt similar and suddenly it all just comes flooding back to you like some sort of trauma, um, albeit, you know, for me, it wasn't nearly as bad as that. Um, I think the example I told you about was, um, I think about the infamous gay trot that I did down the corridor. That was the one that so triggered was, um, everything, I think, in terms a, yeah. of doing this follow-up to the previous yes, well, that was it. podcast. That was it. That was, it. That was, that was it. the moment, I think. It was, that was it. Uh, it was <laughs> It was the gay trot where I'd, um, I can't remember, but I was running down the hallway and it was a horrendously, I'm going to say slightly shameful, camp trot. Um, that I was doing across the hallway, and a friend of mine—I'll um, say that this is a, this person's a friend of mine outside of work. So um, I was running down the way, and this person said to me, uh, standing next to someone that I actually didn't know, said um, said to this person that I didn't know, and she—they uh, said, um, uh, "In case you're wondering, he's gay." And I had to run back again the other way, and she said, and, "And yeah, she said it again," and and it was a little bit kind of like, okay, well, this is not really too appropriate, I don't think, for the workplace. Yeah, if we were, you know, outside of work, it might be that um, I'd probably laugh, you know, I'd probably find that quite funny because that's the sort of you know, relationship that we have, but not necessarily, you know, within these walls where we have, you know, we have different priorities and all this kind of stuff. It's um, I think that's really where it all stemmed from in terms of this conversation. What's what's appropriate when referring to someone at work and when isn't? Uh, what isn't appropriate necessarily? I think was what we were sort of getting on. Yeah. Um, so I'm good. What I'm going to do is I'm going to use this bit, and we're just we're just going to flow. So it, this is this is very much um, for those of you just joining um, this particular episode and, and listening in and thinking, what are they talking about? Um, this is Neil Wilkins talking to Connor Banks in a follow up conversation, um, which extends our diversity. 
um, LGBTQ plus conversation that we had a couple of weeks ago, which has actually been the um, the most listened to podcast on my, well, the most listened to episode on my podcast since I started. So it's clearly something that is resonating with a lot of people. So when we were talking after the uh, uh, the conversation, we thought actually it would be useful to have a, a follow up. Uh, conversation and really kind of explore I think kind of almost some of the the how to broach this subject the how to behave appropriately the how to understand your intention but also probably and I want to pick up here this this idea of trying to kind of feel the intention in others when they use certain language certain abbreviations certain kind of comments because i think what i want to start with is ask you a little bit about that difference if you like between the workplace use of a comment like that and something that's in a social environment so if you were in a, a pub or you're kind of out in a park or something like that if it was said there with somebody that you know how if and why is that different to in the workplace and I'm interested, and there's there's not going to be any right or wrongs here. This is kind of Neil exploring with Connor the concept. We're not sort of saying, hey, we're preaching, this is how you do it. We're just musing and exploring this concept, okay, because it is a sensitive topic. People have a lot of views. There is a spectrum of opinion and, I guess, judgment in terms of what's right and wrong, what's comfortable, what's not. And so what we're looking to do here is kind of maybe extend that thinking and just really open up the dialogue and say, it's okay to talk about this stuff. Um, and particularly, as we talked about last time, if you're authentic and transparent and say, look, my intention is, I'm just curious, I want to learn more about this, I want to know how to broach this topic. We began the original conversation by um, asking the question is, how do you do this in a marketing sense? How do you actually use gender and kind of equality in a, and diversity in a marketing sense? And so we explored a few of the topics in that episode. And uh, I'll put a link to the, the previous episode below this particular one. So if you're listening to this one, you think, what are they talking about? There'll be a link below this one so you can listen to that one too. Um, but I want to come back to that question there, because because that one really stood out for me now when you were describing that, this idea of potentially a different scenario if you're in work than if you're at home or if you're in mm -hmm. leisure time. Talk to me about that, how that feels for you then. Um, I think personally, I, mean, I was just thinking on the run up before we before we started this podcast is that personally, it feels um when I mean, someone says something like that in that way you know especially when you know it's someone there that, that there's someone there that you don't know in the business and this is you know a big it's a big business and you you know you never know who you're really talking to so i feel like there needs to be that level of mutual respect with anyone that you speak to in this business um but uh it makes you it, it makes me self-conscious i think to the point where it's like i don't want to be referred to as you know the gay guy you know like the like just that gay guy I mean, yeah and and you don't want to you don't it's more and you know I'm a big advocate for not worrying too much about what other people think of you as far as I'm concerned that's their business and not mine however when you're at work and there's a sort of level of reputation I think that it's just you might be trying to uphold um not that I'm worried that they're thinking that gay is a bad thing I just don't want people to see that that's all that I am I remember once when I was a lot younger, and this is not entirely work-related, um, but I think it's still relevant. Um, 
I think when I first came out as gay, my brother asked me, it's it's actually quite a similar prospect. So my brother came up to me once when we were at school and he said, and he's about two years younger than me. And he asked, he said to me, Connor, people are asking me if you're gay and I don't know what to tell them. And, um, and I said, well, first of all, Matthew, you can tell them to come talk to me, you know, and then second of all, uh, you know, I, I am, I'm, uh, me is, you know, this, this much being gay is only about this much of who I am you know it's not and that's I think the what worries me is with some people their preconceptions is that, that that's all they see that you are and especially at work I feel like that can be quite damaging from my perspective you know I mean as I say everything you know, here working here is particularly fine anyway but elsewhere it might not be as much you know I've been I've worked at a business before where uh uh, you know, it's little throwaway comments like I was once in a, um, and this is very generalistic, but it did happen. I was in a customer service department full of um, for lack, you know, middle-aged women, basically. And um, and uh, they were all talking about their husbands, boyfriends, and it, was, uh, it wasn't the most pleasant environment to work in, I must admit. And they were talking about husbands and boyfriends and how horrible they were, they were and basically said something like, all men are, you know, bleep it out. And... Uh, and, and I kind of thought, well, that's not right, really, is it? And they kind of, and they were like, well, but Connie, you're different. And it's like, well, <laughs> I don't quite know if that still sits right with me. And it's that level of filtering yourself, I think, especially when you're at work, that, you know, it's not too hard to do. You just got to kind of engage brain before mouth, I guess. I mean, yeah, uh, but that's, that's sort of how it makes me feel. And it's, as I say, that's another example at a different workplace where it's something similar has happened where someone just throws away a comment but you kind of think actually that's not really appropriate is it and you're not thinking properly um so just um yeah so that's uh, in a nutshell really um and it's yeah. interesting when, when you talk about the um almost like the scale of being gay and kind of how that sort of sits as a as almost like as if you could describe it as like a percentage of you I mean you described it there and sort of visually on screen there you described it as almost like sort of 10 maybe 15 percent something of that kind of order and the rest of you being made up of so many other facets and skills and experiences and yeah, kind of features, if you like, of yourself. Do you, do you think what we're doing here then as a society, do you think um, both in work, but also um, sort of privately, is we're kind of almost sort of making this more than it needs to be, that we're actually kind of building this up into being, oh, it's a label, all oh, that actually then means we can generalise about you, much as we do in marketing, we do stereotyping so we can personalise the experience. But is this, do you think as a society, actually what we're doing is we're kind of you know boosting up this label because it's well it's exciting it's something that oh yeah well that makes you different so therefore I can identify with you on that whereas actually another feature of Connor might be that you know you have this this particular skill to offer the world that's probably like 50% of what you are mm. and yet we still kind of hook onto this thing which is either very current or it kind of it's almost like celebrating the difference, but I'm questioning as to whether it's celebrating difference in the right kind of way. Yeah, and I think it kind of exists in your subconscious almost, I think, most of the time, where, like, you know, you know, you're when you're speaking to someone, you know that they, I mean, I do it all the time, and you're like, you, yeah, I don't know, whenever you're, you're speaking to someone, you know something about them that's not entirely relevant at all to anything you're talking about, but you're very aware of it, and you have this unconscious bias um, to 
you know, the, 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 you've got on your shoulders on one part, the way the world sees this kind of person, whatever they may be, and then how you see this kind of person, the person you actually know. And I feel like sometimes they, they fight against each other, those two things, you know, what society is telling you to think of someone like this, and then the person that you actually know, um, which is, which is a very important thing, I think, to, that I try and differentiate between as much as you can, where you're just a bit like, well, this is just another person that I'm, you know, that I'm associating with at the moment. I don't, it's not, but, but at the same time, like I, I'm not going to say shamefully, but I am, I am quite camp, you know, it, uh, I, I do play to my strengths in that regard, which doesn't necessarily help, you know, putting my, <laughs> other people putting me in a box necessarily, but I don't, but I, I think that people need to realize that, but just because you're a little bit camp or a little bit, you know, confident, you know, doesn't, it's not, it, it might be a frequent trend maybe if you are a, a, a gay man um, and that might fall into the stereotype but it's it's not a direct link it's just a product of how you are I mean it's there maybe it's like I mean I know plenty of straight people who are very loud and obnoxious and camp if you will um and you know but uh, and then they get the unfortunate kind of like oh I wonder if he's gay or I wonder if she's gay or whatever and then you know um we're back to square one again and generalizing people it's kind of like why 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 do we care so much you know that's that's the other thing of like when you don't when you don't know and you're guessing so if someone is a little bit you know i remember we once had um a uh when i was on another team here we had uh someone from italy join our team and um i was in a custom service department and we were, <laughs> there was this speculation of whether he was um he was gay, uh, and uh, and turns out he was just very, he was just very, just very confident. And you know, but the fact that like people kept coming to me and saying like, "Can you tell? Can you tell if he's gay?" And I'm like, well, "Why does it matter? Like, what does it, do you think I can? You know?" And like you know, right, let, let me I just mean, get grinder up, and I'll find out for you, shall I? Like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? It's uh, and you know, and, uh, I, and I don't think it's, I don't think it's, I don't know why people want to know. I don't quite understand the fascination of it. And also, if you do find out what does that change for your perception of that person? You know, that's what fascinates me a little bit. If you do know that he's or she's gay or whatever, or they're trans or whatever, like, you know, what, what is it that shifts in your brain? Why do you want to know? Um, and I'm just thinking about why maybe I want to know, because there is that certain level of curiosity. Um, I suppose in some ways you do it just so you know how to better address someone or refer to someone in certain ways. So like, I know, in this LGBTQ plus group that we've got at the moment, one of the key things we're trying to squash is when a lot of people, someone said they had a problem where like they were asking, oh, um, what does your wife do? Or something like that, but this guy was gay and it's kind of, they were kind of assuming that he was straight and had a wife. You know, the fact that, you know, assuming he had a, I think maybe he was referring to it as his partner. I mean, that's, that's the way I usually refer to it. I feel like there's a little bit more anonymity with partner and it's kind of open to whatever. Um, but that's sort of, yeah, that's sort of generalization. So maybe knowing that helps you preempt, you know, and you can say, how's your husband? But also it's easy enough just to say, how's your partner? And it covers all, you know, and they can answer that for you and say, my husband or my wife. I don't know. It's uh, I've gone on a bit of a tangent there, but it's, um, that's that's maybe the positive spin I like to put on it when people want to know, and maybe that's why they want to know. But also there's the part, there's some people that just, they just want to know. And you kind of wonder if there's anything going on in their lives in the first place for them to be so interested I guess um, yeah and I think it's, it is interesting isn't it because when you describe that about being 
um, to use your words, you know, slightly camp in terms of the the kind of the message that you're portraying. You know, being gay obviously comes in a whole variety of shapes and guises and, and flavors. And if you're describing it from your perspective as being sort of very, very comfortably overt with it, um, to the point of, you know, being, well, yes, yeah, let's use the word overt because I think that's probably the, the most appropriate word. I mean, some people might say, well, it's exhibitionist. If you take it obviously to the nth degree, obviously with your drag queen role. Um, well, yeah, and again, I mean, if you're interested in hearing more about this, you need to listen to the previous episode, <laughs> listeners, um, because we talk about that. Gay. <laughs> There we go. So, um, you know, there's an opportunity there to, to view this on the spectrum. But do you, do you feel that being overt with it, though, adds in maybe a bit more of a confusion to somebody who's kind of, you know, going through that and kind of sort of thinking, I'm not really sure how to to deal with this person. I'm not really sure how to kind of act with this person because I'm putting their gender or kind of how they appear to me on a pedestal here and I'm actually making that a bigger thing than it needs to be because actually I'm quite fearful of getting it wrong and they're giving me these messages of being quite camp quite overtly camp so they must be gay but are they gay I'm not really sure are they something else and if I say it's something else am I going to really put my foot in it and actually get it completely wrong do, do you think that there is a danger that this is kind of sort of almost adding to that confusion? And, and there's a kind of a loaded question here, because are you playing with this in terms of like a power thing? Well, from my perspective, um, I mean, I guess to a, to a certain degree, yes, there is a, a definitely a bit of a power play there in terms of that. I mean, I mean, I've I, today I've come into the office for the first time in a, you know, a long time, and I've decided to throw caution to the wind and put my best um, little heeled boots on. And they've got quite a big heel on them, and I'm happily just prancing around the office in these, um, just feeling very comfortable in what I'm wearing, and I feel much more confident in what I'm wearing. And I, I, and I've 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 struggled with I've tussled and tossed and turned with this sort of stuff a lot, Neil, over the years in terms of am I just doing this for attention? Because I think there was a there was a time there was a time in my life where people would say oh, I was just kind of just doing this for attention and actually there is a level of me where actually I just do feel a bit more comfortable being this way and I'm not going to try and again kind of harking back to our previous podcast not trying to ask anyone to accept me or you know I just want them to just sort of understand me and just be able to get on I don't particularly I don't particularly see it as a power play I do it, there is a certain thrill that gets that that comes from I guess making people feel confused and maybe unnecessarily scared, but they don't. There's no need to be. I think on the on the forefront. It's only it's only the unknown. I think that scares people, as we said before, the fear of the unknown. Um, that that's 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 throwing people off. It's just something that's not that maybe you don't see as normal in your everyday to day life. I see it as you know in the world I live in. Sometimes I see it. I see it a lot more often, and that's very normal to me. So what's normal to some one person, what necessarily isn't normal to another I guess um I just think that there's a, there was a time when I used to come to work and I used to wear like you know a nice shirt and you know my geography teacher's shoes and you know, just very plain Jane I'd call it sort of clothing just to not necessarily to fit in because I was still who I was but it was sort of to just to you know just blend a little bit and you know not draw too much attention to oneself and I think it's uh, you know, only recently I've been thinking this that since the pandemic I've just said that's just not very 
it's not very it's not very who I feel like inside it's not how I like to present myself necessarily there's a way and you know that's there's some there's a version of me inside that is the person I actually am that needs and and people just need to oh this sounds really stupid now people just really need to just get on with it and just um just just deal with it I'm, I'm a you know I'd like to feel if you were if you're if you're able to be kind and um humble with people and just show this very human emotions then there's nothing to really be afraid of there are a lot of people I meet who are a bit like me but they are just not very nice people at all and they can be very judgmental and um and not very approachable in the slightest and they don't make it easy for you and I've and and you know I feel like there's a midpoint to be struck you know you're not you're not a robot you know you've got <laughs> there's a there's a human element to show somewhere along the line um you know but how, how I what I choose to wear is what I choose to wear it's not all of me again you know it's only a fraction same thing with the gay thing it's only a fraction of what I wear there's a lot of layers to all of us um um I'm trying to put it let me try and put it in some sort of perspective of how I see it so uh say if oh, I don't know I'll, I'll think of something my mind's gone blank I think I've taught myself into a into a hole here <laughs> um, so, so, is the, yeah, so, so the, the intention thing then because that's something I think that's been coming through you know in, in both of our conversations here both of these episodes I mean to me there, there's a huge part that intention has to play here so if, if I think and just kind of self-reflect a bit a minute here my intention both for having these conversations with you and also for kind of reading up on stuff and just kind of exploring it when I'm out and about sort of in my both professional and brand personal world my intention is to as best I can as a human being is not to kind of judge and just to kind of welcome in difference because it's fascinating I welcome in difference for food I'm not saying I'm a perfect person but I, I mean I love trying different foods I love seeing different cultures I love you know, just the, these conversations, because I'm exploring too, and I'm not doing this from a place of fear, because I'm doing this from a place of, yeah, I'm not going to say something inappropriate. So I'm cautious, because I know it's a sensitive topic for some people. So I am cautious. And of course, all the things I'm saying, they're all questions. So they're not statements. And I think that's another way of almost treading carefully here. But for me, the intention, as long as the intention is authentic transparent curiosity then it almost doesn't really matter what I say because I can be really overtly curious without really offending yeah. because I'm not then coming at this with a oh you're gay right well that means that and then actually making any kind of judgment on it mm. because I'm not putting on a pedestal that little part of you which happens to be you're gay and and so maybe I think I'm just trying to sort of you know, introspecting and kind of figure out where I'm coming from from this. So, so maybe for me, it is about this kind of transparency of the intention that, yes, it's useful, like you say, to know when you're talking to somebody whether or not they are a, a particular sort of, you know, leaning or preference or particular type of person, because then you can address them in the right way or have that conversation that's just slightly nuanced in their direction. So you're not doing it for any sort of covert underlying reason. Is, is that kind of the way then to, to approach this? I'm thinking both professionally and personally. Yeah, no, I completely agree. It's, um, it's definitely something that it's, because, you know, we uh, 
it's it's the judgments that you make are, the, are your judgments to hold i think where when you when you meet someone and you and you find out they are a certain way or inclined in a certain way um but you know it it, it does help for you to uh, you know as a species for us to sort of define each other and be wary of each other i think it's one of those things isn't it where it's sort of ingrained in us to be wary of the what's around us really um and how to treat people in a certain way i think as you say yeah the majority of us are all you know um aligned in a certain way that uh that's just you know curious and humble and just want to you know just want to um be able to uh, have those uh, specific conversations direct to that person and also you know it does make that person feel a lot more valued and seen in a lot of ways um uh yeah no so i completely agree with you on that absolutely i mean yeah there's plenty of kind people out there who would just yeah i just know that sorry i think i went on a bit of an angry rant mm. earlier i don't know that's how that's how i'm remembering it in my head is just shouting at the screen for a few seconds um so but, i apologize but it is one of those topics that kind of evokes emotion i mean it does because either yeah. you're on the receiving end of you know, discrimination, for example, um, or you're the giver of that discrimination, either knowingly or unknowingly. But for me, the big, big, big issue is when it's unknowing, it's like, oh, did I say something wrong? Or oh, I wasn't even aware I'd said something wrong. That, that to me is when it becomes a difficult thing. And I think that's why so many people are in fear of this topic and, and everything around it in terms of color, religion, all of those really kind of now sensitive topics. They probably didn't used to be quite as sensitive as they are now, but obviously we're in different yeah. ways. But now I think even in the nuance of a, a simple conversation, people are fearful because it's like, oh, will I unwittingly say the wrong thing? And so I wonder, does, does it really matter, to be honest, if you're coming from, as you say, a point of kindness, oh, yeah. really it shouldn't matter, should it? If you no, get it I don't. wrong. Yeah, as long as you, because if you're coming from a place of kindness, I think, it's quite easy to apologize if you are if you if you get something wrong and you know the the other person you know your recipient can either i still believe that you know they have a choice there and then to either get offended or um sort of roll with it and you can make it some things into a bigger thing than they need to be i think in some respects so it is a it is a very two-sided thing i think sometimes you know you can you can trip up and if you're a very kind person and you know um and you say the wrong thing and you apologize but yeah i think there are cases where someone's come back at me and and, and i've been very I, I feel like i've been very kind and you know and, and been very open and humble about it but i've had my head bitten off afterwards and you know it's and and some and that's just that's just life i think i think some people just hear things differently to the way you hear it and you know you just don't speak to that person ever again i guess but um i guess in a professional setting if you're having to work with those people then um I think the way I, I mean, maybe this isn't, again, there's no right or wrong answer to this. The way I kind of deal with it is that <laughs> you, at work, you, um, I see people as, I mean, obviously they're people, but they're also tools to what I need to do. Um, uh, you know, people that I work with, work with me on certain things and I need them for certain things. Um, you know, and then you have your friends who you work with, who your friends of outside of work and that's all fine. But I think I have this kind of blank slate stance where you're just a bit, you just kind of I just kind of see that my colleagues as these are people I need to get a job done um and that's it's not all they are obviously but there's but you know 
you try not to let anything cloud it other than that and I, you kind of end up and especially when you work with people quite closely I think you can notice where people have some shortcomings in terms of the way that they work which completely outshine anything you'd ever think about them for any other reason you know anything anything to do with whatever else they may be outside of that um uh yeah no I think I, I think if um if you if you approach just in summary with humility and kindness then you've got nothing really to worry about I think if you who was I listening to I was listening to a podcast the other day and they used an example where if they you know if you approach the trans person and um with kindness and just kind of you know like also you know um talk to you a bit about that or I don't know just approaching it with rather than saying something like you know when you find out someone's trans you know if you just ask them straight your first question is all right then so what have you got you know that's that's very abrupt and rude and not you know appropriate but people do speak like that um who aren't you know who just kind of see it as a you know a, a, and, and again acting out of fear and trying to compensate fear with humor thinking that they're being funny whilst also being completely clueless and it comes out as quite offensive um i think that's that's the tricky line to watch i know i do it sometimes where like you get nervous and i make jokes and then before you know it you've upset someone because <laughs> that hole's so because you've done yeah. and then you've done and you keep digging that hole all the way to australia <laughs> and you can't climb out of it um it's uh yeah that's that's a tricky one i think even the nicest people can fall into that trap because especially if you're that way inclined you know if you compensate with humor then it can be a tricky walk to follow and i you know even as a as a as a, as a drag queen you know as a bit of a you know the only asset i've got is, is being is being kind of humorous it's uh yeah it can be tricky to follow in in the real world anyway um so, so I think that's... So when, yeah, so when we're at work then, that that kind of... I mean, because I know a lot of the conversation that we've had is, is kind of eventually ended up, okay, so at work, what am I going to do? How yeah. am I going to deal with this? <laughs> so kind of at work then, when you've dug into that hole and you, you've kind of made the excuse, you've tried a little bit of humour, you've tried to deflect it, and then you've realised, oh, my God, I've gone red in the face. I've completely messed this up completely you're thinking then, okay, there's disciplinary action coming now because I can imagine HR is going to be on to me because of the whole kind of fear thing kicks in. There is a responsibility there really, isn't there, on both sides here in terms of really understanding that intention because if the intention wasn't to, you know, offend and the intention wasn't to get it wrong but actually it was badly managed, there's a kind of responsibility from both parties, isn't there, to kind of say, look, okay, let's just agree that this was a bit unfortunate. Whereas actually if one or other party feels, and this, this works on both sides, I think of the equation, if one or other party thinks, Do you know, actually we've really overstepped and you put it, you know, a fine line, that, that kind of balance, then something's got to happen, hasn't it? Something has to be yeah. treated. There has to be some sort of treatment of that situation, surely. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I'd say so. I mean, I feel like a lot of these things, if they're, as you say, if it's if someone's tripped up and they start digging a hole, um, going red in the face, as you say, then I think the first thing people should try and do, and this is my personal opinion, is try and sort it out just those, you know, if it's say it's just two people, those two people between the two of them, rather than making it into a, you know, a bigger problem than it may need to be. 
as long as we're all understanding where we're coming from and it can be resolved that way, then that's, I think, the first port of call, um, hopefully the only one. And then, you know, if, it, if feelings still aren't reciprocated and someone's still getting upset, then that's when, you know, you know, the, the, the other teams get called in to have those, uh, have those conversations. Um, I think it's the way to avoid it in the first place is having some pre understanding of, you know, that other person's experiences based on maybe, you know, what you know about them in terms of, you know, what the, these, these certain attributes. So, you know, sexuality, race, gender, you know, culture, all these things. Um, and just understanding, you know, you know, not maybe jumping to conclusions, but assuming that, you know, their life has been different to yours, or all of ours has. And it's just taking that into account before you, before you open your mouth, basically. And just, you know, it's that thing, you know, it's, we're, we're, it's very easy to say, think before you open your mouth. But in terms of what you need to think about is just, you know, what, where has this person come from? And where are they going? And, you know, and then just looking at yourself and saying, you know, how does that, you know, it can even be applied to things as simple as maybe class, even when you're at work, you know, or like you know, when you look at different um, teams within your organization and knowing, you know, the level of hierarchy in which you sit in compared to that. Um, it's just thinking about all those attributes in that one moment and just deciding, you know, is it worth it? Or how can I, how can I, how can I approach this in the, in the most professional way? Um, you know, without bulldozing it, you know, I feel like um, a lot of, you know, I think, uh, again, not to generalize, and this is, again, my own opinion, but, you know, a lot of straight white men that I know don't, you know, they, it's, it's, it, they, there's not that thinking before opening mouth necessarily, you know, and they're usually, you know, of a, a bit older, and it's uh, and 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 there's there's a world they've grown up in, and I know that that's not the world that I've grown up in necessarily. Um, and you just, and you just take that into account when you're speaking to people. I think um, recognizing that you know if you're speaking to a trans person, you need to recognize the fact that they have probably had a lot more issues than you've had, or just different issues than you've had. Things you can't really comprehend. So it's best not to try and insult those things. Um, I'd say. Um, what was the other thing? I'm reading a book at the moment called The Culture Map, which my mum got me for Christmas. And I can't remember the author. I think it was Erin something. But she, it's not necessarily based on sexuality, but it is in terms of, you know, our differences in culture when dealing with different cultures in your workplace. Um, you know, and even taking into account things like that. So that some subcultures are high context and, you know, won't explain entirely everything to you when they want to give you instructions. Whereas I, us here in western countries like the us and the uk will overly explain everything and then round up notes at the end of the meeting and give actions and all this sort of stuff and you know when you're speaking to someone from japan it might be entirely different in terms of they give no context whatsoever that sort of stuff that i think most people know when they're in the workplace especially if you're dealing with different um different different countries and different cultures most of us know that if you can apply that to you know i think the way that we treat each other based on sexuality race all this other stuff um then it's it's it, it'll come naturally um just having that premeditative thought you know and maybe just going away and you know i know i think i said in the last podcast that i don't like the idea of the word educate but maybe i've come around to it now but going away and educating yourself a bit and just doing a bit of reading 
you know, watching some things and just being aware of the history and where we're at now and where we're going and all this, uh, all that sort of stuff. Um, it's not hard to do. And the, and the thing the problem is that I don't think a lot of people, a lot of us don't want to accept that we need to learn more. Um, mm. Everyone, you know, that's not, we're not limiting that to any group, you know. Mm. Um, people are quite ignorant to learning new things because we already feel like we know everything already most of the time. Um, it's a key point isn't it and i think this this whole thing that we've been talking about i think it is about that mindful awareness those two words being mindful as you say almost like stopping being present just analyzing and assessing the situation and the person as much as you can do from what you know and then just being aware of the potential impact of those differences and celebrating those differences and kind of exploring those differences because if you can get to a point in any communication in any setting where you're learning more about that other person in essence you are learning because the mirror effect you're going to learn more about yourself at the same time so there's a wonderful journey that you can go on just by having that mindful awareness you know i talk a lot about mindful living and this is just one of those little elements and a beautiful example of yeah, just taking the, that pause for breath and too much of us, as you say, we just jump straight in, we make the assumptions and in we go, all guns blazing. And that's when we fall foul of you know, some of these sensitivities. So I think if there's one thing that people take away from this, it's just like, whoa, hold on, stop, pause, think, just be aware, just be mindful. You don't have to spend a long time doing this, but just give yourself, you know, and reward yourself with that opportunity just to take that moment. And hopefully then, if you can then respond with kindness and empathy, as you've described it, then it's going to be a win-win for everybody, mm. both in work and in play. Yeah. So I think that's really, really wise words, really. Um, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I've got an opinion, I agree with Connor, I disagree with Connor, Neil, you didn't ask the right questions, or you did, or thank you very much, both of you, whatever it is you're feeling right here right now, um, comment or ask any questions in the um comment section the message thread below because we would love to hear what you think of this conversation it's been a couple of very very interesting episodes uh, if you missed the first one i will put the uh, the link to it below this particular episode and i'll do vice versa for the uh, the first one be able to link back to this one so that uh, we can just keep that conversation going because it is a fascinating topic both professionally and personally and i think uh, Yes, it just remains for me to say thank you so much again for your time, Connor, because your kind of insight and, and perspective on this, I think you know, for a lot of people, is going to be really, really fascinating. Oh, no, it's a, it's a pleasure. Absolutely. I love, I love doing these. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, well, certainly with that in mind, if um, anybody does post a, a comment or a request for any kind of sort of extension on any of these topics or deeper dive into some of the things that um, we have been talking about, you know, we would very much be uh, keen to do uh, another one, Absolutely. I'm sure. So um, so thanks again, Connor, and um, we'll catch up with uh, everybody listening uh, on the next podcast.